good morning, afternoon, and a lovely good night to you. Welcome back to Tabor and Bethel, where we help you guys live Christian every single day, giving you a daily dose of encouragement, empowerment, and helping you not to choke a coworker. Or a family member. Or a family member. Ah, that works too. <laughs> awesome sauce. All right, so today we're talking about tithing, right? Money, dollar bills, the coins, the cheddar. Mm-hmm. Who Bring- does it belong to? Well, it belongs to God because it came from him first. You know, all things come from him. Very true. So uh, my belief is that all blessings, all gifts, talents, finances flow from him up above. Amen. Amen. I can agree. Okay. I know it is. The only problem mentally wise, just speaking for me. Mm-hmm. Or past me, when I used to get paid, I would say, "Sweet, I got paid." Okay, <laughs> this this my money. <laughs> is that what you were saying? This yeah. is all like, my it, money. It hit the bank account. I worked eighty hours. It was sweet. All eighty is mine. I got paid. Woohoo! And then God said, "Bring ye all the tithes hey. into the storehouse." You ever have somebody pull your coattail while you can't hold on to money? Like, I used to wonder, maybe it's me, let me know. Like, when I was younger and used to get paid, my check used to, like, go away really quick. Mm. And I was like, I got paid on, like, that Friday. By that Wednesday, it was like, hey, man, I ain't got no money left. Like, what did I do with my money? You were not a good steward over your money. I was not. Mm-mm. I was not. It sounds like there was a lot of spend-a-palooza going on. There was a lot of spin-the-paloozas going on. Mm. Like, you, you just know you just buy things you don't need. Absolutely. It's just something random, and you only just mess with it, like, once or twice after have you purchase no it. no idea about saving or, no. you know, just, like— Let alone trying to give 10%. And technically, when I think about the tithe, I think that it's a savings account to God. Like, this is this is what I'm giving back. This is That's an excellent way of looking at it. Now, granted, my savings sometimes be dwindling. <laughs> and I just be like, Lord— <laughs> We're going to have to turn this into a Roth IRA I, or I something. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to catch you on the flip to it's, change my taxes up. <laughs> what you going to claim? <laughs> you going to claim what you... <laughs> Absolutely. They do send me a statement at my church for all the fundings that I provide. I can, I can get <laughs> that it's like a savings account for his people, Right. It used to be so hard trying to come off of that 10%. I don't know why, because I struggled with that because I worked, I toiled, I sweated. The funny part about that is we don't have a problem with it coming out automatically. The government takes the money. They don't say, hey, let's go out. Let's talk about it. They just snatch it right out your check. We don't say spit, spat, or spaghetti. So, right. We watch it go away. Why are we complaining when we're asked to give a limited amount? It's only 10%. Like, if it's a thousand, then it's only a hundred bucks. Sometimes a hundred. Mm, sweet Jesus. <laughs> that that could be a month of like foolery. Especially if you didn't calculate your bills right. 
And if you were not a good steward, I, I had that problem. So, I, I didn't take good care of my money. So do you think it's the church's responsibility or the home responsibility to train children and young adults on how to budget? I think it works as the parents teach the children. But if the parents are in that church, then technically it's all the above teaching the next generation, so forth and so on. Because typically when you you tithe, right, you're believing God's going to give it back to you anyway. And you're doing your portion of helping out those who are in need, which I'll bring that question up later. Mm -hmm. So when I give my 10 percent, it's all right, I'm giving my 10 percent because I believe God in what he said, because I don't want to rob him. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that his people, other Christians or anybody in need has something to withdraw from. Right. right. And I believe God will give me whatever blessings whenever later on. Right. So is your tithe contingent on the blessing? No, it's not contingent on the blessing. However, he's saying that, you know, if you do give that 10%, you know, he will open up the windows of heaven and he will bless you, right? True. true. So I'm expecting of that. But I I guess one of the parts I'd struggle with with tithes, I did not like giving 10% if I couldn't withdraw. Does that make sense? Hmm. So you're talking about God's heavenly bank being able to withdraw or I mean, just like explain your withdrawal process? So, for instance, uh, all right, so you're supposed to bring the tithes into the storehouse so there would be meat in my house, right? Malachi 3.9. I always found it to be strange, slightly weird, that if somebody is in the church, has a bill that they can't pay, right, say they came up short. I believe that you should be able to go to the church, wherever church you're affiliated with, where your membership lies. And if you've been paying tithes, I believe that you should be able to make a withdrawal, right? To be able to say, hey, D, I I need a little help financially. Because this is this is my this is my home base. So, yeah, I can I can completely see that idea of, you know, I've been bringing my gifts, my talents, my finances into this house. If something should happen that I now have a need, absolutely, I should be Correct. able to come to you and say, hey, this is my need. Now, if I'm coming to you every month, there is a problem with my stewardship. Huge problem. And then also lies the problem of learning how to tithe properly. So some people can tithe every week. Some people can tithe once a month. Yeah. I'm not. I, I think there's I, I different. Know. I don't know yet. I'm working on it. I've been tithing a long time. For a minute, I was like, Lord, I was tithing since I was a kid. Don't I get like a bonus now that I'm 41? Sort of. <laughs> Could I stop for a hot second? Like, no. Why? So I stop. Put it on pause for the for the cause. Oh, jeez. You got to take that up with the Lord. I don't, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> but. Do you think that is applicable to churches? If you do have needs, can I come to the church? And number two, should churches have financial education as far as stewardship? Absolutely. I know plenty of churches have adopted um, some of the Dave Ramsey methods about uh, stewardship and finances and getting out of debt and maintaining your lifestyle and not living above your means and saving um, but a lot of that is all biblical based. Correct. If we just take the time 
to not just read the King James Version, step outside of our comfort zones, you will find plenty of scriptures that tell you how to bring your money, how to turn your money over, flip it, whatever you need to do. Flip it. I think it's good. And I think that we, some churches, lack the financial education that's needed for the population in that church. Oh, absolutely. Well, unfortunately, in a lot of our urban areas, we are preaching prosperity to a people that are broke. And we have not taught these people how to get unbroke. But we keep telling them, give your money, give your money, give your money. Yeah. So how do we stop that cycle while we watch people elevate and escalate into financial blessing and into financial ruin? And I think that's a good point because even scripturally, God gives the power to get wealth, right? Absolutely. I believe that as churches or as ministries, you know, rise up, I believe that there should be classes on how to start a business. Uh, What should your business be? How to write a business plan? How to get business funding? I believe that sometimes I believe that the church should actually fund some of those, especially if those are members of the church. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they have been paying tithes, right, I believe that they should fund that. So that way we do bring more into the storehouse and we can help other people. Okay. Because if you think as a church, if you gave your tithe and said, all right, I have a business, here's my business plan. And they reviewed it and said, all right, cool. We're going to give you the $1,500 to start it. So a year goes by, let's say if your business is annually making $150,000, right? So that tithe would be what, $15,000 on that business? Think of how many more businesses that you could start inside right. of the church and you can actually build that wealth and help people to actually come out of the low place being financial and they can actually rise up. I guess it's my vision. I'm not sure if it's like a sustainable one. but Well, the other issue is that a lot of churches do not have people in finance that are willing to give this information out. True. So the... The question is, how do we get these people, these in positions of power to talk to the parishioners and say, look, we want to make your money grow and not some Ponzi scheme, not right. some, some legit you way. Know, MLM. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to sell you no Tupperware. I'm not trying to sell you no Mary Kay. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sell you encyclopedias when we have Google. All I want you to do is be able to secure your wealth and secure your family's wealth. I believe that as the church, we would, we should be the church. I believe we should step outside of the four walls and we can find those individuals who may not necessarily be at that congregation. Mm, okay. Because if it's a church, I, in my mind, the church expands and it's a network. Okay. So if you got a church in Duluth, then you got a church that's in Johns Creek. I should call and say, hey, we're trying to do this inside the congregation at the Duluth campus. Do you have a financial advisor that you know of you can recommend or somebody in your congregation? So when I think about what you're just saying is I I think about the church as a hospital. And the reason being is there's so many different departments. Mm-hmm. So emergency fund, that's your emergency room, that's your right. people. I've been tithing. I don't I, I don't have it. I had a fire. I had whatever happened. Right. Emergency. Critical care. <laughs> Is you've been you've been in this situation for six months or more. Yeah. And and we really need to figure out how to make this cycle stop. And that's a big one, stopping the cycle. And then the outpatient. Like the, the these are the people who come and go. 
Hey. <laughs> hey, my membership ain't strong, strong. But but I might. Right, right. Like, I, I, I'm a CME Christian, and I tithe on those particular days. <laughs> That's terrible. Mm. I, I, Money-wise, I believe that that is what we should do for the community, right, for those that's in the church. Mm-hmm. I would love to see us as the people inside the church to be able to start a network that, yeah, if you do give 10%, 10%, but then we help someone else or people up, up along the way. Well, the other question I have for you, is the 10% just for the needs of the church or is the 10% including the offering as well? Because the offering is above and beyond what you give. Right. So those are separate. So they're separate. So should the offerings go to your business plans and your your ventures versus your emergency funds from tides? I think it has to have a committee that knows how to do it. I'm not sure if the tides and offerings should go to one account. Okay. I believe that if you do 10%, I believe that there should be a portion maybe set aside for just certain ventures inside of the congregation. So if you do, so if you got 10%, so if that 10% and now that 10% is actually a hundred, but maybe if you take 30% and dedicate that just to new businesses that will start to actually help the congregation grow and help people inside of that organization, I believe offerings should be in a separate account and that should at least help keep the building up. Is that also what you believe the leadership should live, live off of? Or does that also come out of the tithe? I believe that would come out of the tithes. And I believe so. Okay. Um, as far as what they get paid, I think that would depend on the congregation. And as long as it's not choking the church and those ministries to be able to keep going, mm-hmm. if it's reasonable, I see nothing wrong with it. If, okay. if it's a full-time pastor and that's all he does, if that's his. Or she. Or she. Or she yeah. Right. He or she. I believe that they should get it. I mean, the Bible even says that they can get it, right? So it's not a, oh, well, you're you're a pastor. You you don't deserve to get, you know, a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. I believe they should be paid. Absolutely. Same thing with musicians. The Levites must get their money right. I'm just, I believe that if you have played and you have been faithful to that congregation, I believe that there's nothing wrong with playing and then receiving a dollar amount. Now, what happens is when you have, when you say musicians, now that brings the choir into question because now choir members or the praise team wants to get paid every Sunday because we sing two services out of the three. I've never heard of a choir getting paid. (laughs) I've never heard of a choir getting paid. choir getting paid. As they do like concerts <laughs> and they do arena tours. Uh huh. Different. But you just I don't, said I don't you know. just said the musicians should get paid. Now it, the musicians work with the choir, so that would entail the choir or yeah, it gets hairy, doesn't it? Does. It? it gets a little itchy and scratchy and hairy. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the choir to get the money. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think if it's something reasonable. I don't, I don't know if you can pay all of them like $300 a piece. That depends on how big your choir is. Your choir number that's may go you, down. And that's when you have like a praise team of two. You got a tenor and an alto. <laughs> You're just going to skip the whole soprano. No, we don't need a soprano. 
you at least gonna need like five or seven. No. I, have you seen these praise teams lately? They consist of one person, one man band. Mm-mm. Some of them. In, I, these smaller, I I in these smaller churches, in these rural Baptist churches in the bayou where there is no choir and the, the congregation sings the worship songs together. I ain't nothing wrong with that. That's good unity right there. That's no paying nobody either. <laughs> I see, Amen. I see your Amen. plot. I see yes. your plot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but oh, God. Money in the church always seems to be a funny topic, even inside of the churches. I've been in business meetings for churches, and when it comes to talking about money, people get stiff neck. Uh, it ain't the same environment. It, well, it just it's switches. not just at church. It's in relationships. It's in your home. Just like when you talk about money and your money is eh. Yeah. Or even if it's great, you're still like, I really. That's you. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Sorry, guys, my phone went off. <laughs> I don't know what it was. His, his money was making money for him, and it dings at him when he's on the air. <laughs> and he ties all of that money. <laughs> we do, actually. Good deal. Funny story. Okay. We started tithing a uh, year, year and a half ago. Malachi 3 9 tithed on everything. And we had an account set aside just for tithes because we were like, all right, cool. So we'll, we'll we'll take it serious. And once we did it, that that account grew exponentially, right? Okay. So when it grew, we started looking for people to help. Okay. If they needed help, it was in that particular tithe account we gave it, like, no questions. Funny thing is, my wife will say, how much? And I'll go, oh, like 500 And she'll go, okay, cool, 800 Right, and, we, and, and just like, send it off. over and beyond. Yeah. And Give more than what they need. That way they don't come back. Mentally, oh, I don't know about that. But mentally, like, I knew that's how her mind works. It's like, all right, 700? Okay, 900. Awesome. Sweet. Send it. Since we've done that, right, that account has never gone dry whatsoever. Okay. And God gives increase. He does. That's kind of what happens. And he he blesses on the backside, but other things like jobs and whatnot. And I mean, it's real Malachi 3 9. It's just having faith that he will give you whatever you think you're losing out on, right? I think what happens is most people, when they start to learn about tithing, it's usually in a sacrificial way because they haven't been able to hold on to it long enough and then all of a sudden yeah. God's like, hey, hey, now that you've been walking with me a while and you know you've been talking, we got this thing going on, I want you to, to invest in the ministry. I want you to invest in something. You're like, wait God, I mean I'm still eating like ramen. Are you sure? Is that is that you, God? Because I really would like to get out of this ramen dinner situation. Trying and to then, pull up the chicken. And then I can I can put some more money into it. And God is like, yeah, how about just just 10%? It's but it's like one of the only times in the Bible he says to try me. Like, hey, you don't believe me? Put it in. I I show you what I can do with it. Hmm. But we're so I think some of us are fearful because hey man, you asking a lot. 10% it seems like a lot, right? I can I think when I was first like in retail and whatnot, like a seven hundred dollar check, it seemed like giving up seventy dollars seemed so much. That was gas money for like two weeks. 
depending on your car. I mean, I had a Honda, so I was, so that was gas money for like two. Weeks. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like you start. I don't know why. Is you start doing you start doing numbers in your head and you start acting funny about it. It's like ten percent. And it becomes it, it becomes a faith walk. That's really what it all it comes is. down to. It's will you give me your faith? Will you trust me to do everything I said I was going to do, regardless to how it looks? Because unfortunately, there are times where you're given that tithe and you're like, okay, I do not see how this is helping. Right. So how how do I continue that faith walk, knowing that? My natural eye does not see what the spiritual says. But that's that's all faith, right? It's faith is taking God at his word, believing he'll do it. I mean, it's all trust. And to some people, it's hard to trust when you don't have the relationship. True. Right? I think some of the people struggle with, you know, even giving tithes or giving any anything of that statue because they don't have the relationship and they don't feel like they can trust God with the small 10%. Mm-hmm. Ironically, he gives you breath every day, lets you see things with your eyes. You have a heart that beats, pump blood. And we talking about 10%, like 10%, right? In the grand scheme of things, it's like, all right, cool. You bless me with this one. I believe that you can bless me with something else. So, all right, I'm cool, 10%. You work with a God. I'll, I'll trust you on this one. Mm-hmm. So it's all about... If you trust them, you believe them, you know, you walk it. And that walk is hard because, yeah, I think the more money you make. The more you got to tie. Oh, yeah. And it's like. And then it becomes an expectation. And almost a chore even. And you can't say that I like chores. Everybody's not going to like chores. Although God does love a cheerful giver. There are moments where it's like, okay, God, just, I mean, could you just take it out the account? I don't even want to know. <laughs> Why don't I, you pull? I think that's the best way. If you can do 10%, like auto draft to an account or to however you got it set up, I think that is the the best way. How it works in our house, the money hit the – when you married, money worked different. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's our money. It's no longer my money, your money. Our money gets paid on one day, right? Typically on the day I get paid, our money hits miraculously. Don't know how that works still. It drops into the main account, and the wife does the divvying up, and I get what's what's left. And it's like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're still good. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Um, you get what's left. <laughs> you get what was yours, hey, ours, bro- theirs, all of the above. Yeah, but it works, and it's, it, it, is a, it is a, it's like a trust exercise, right? You know how you used to fall off a little cliff and like people would surround you and catch you. That's usually not the cliff, but it's usually like a backyard barbecue. Somebody does the drop, but tomato, cliff, tomato. I'm not doing a cliff because I don't trust people. I don't trust people. like <laughs> Not even in the smallest little bit. Um, I have a select few that I do. <sighs> and that's why you have to trust God because you can't trust man. No. Let's down every time. Every time. It's always ironic. It's like it lets you down. It's like crap. I should have knew it. I should have knew it. But I felt different on that one because mm, I was in the moment, God. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think tithing has a bad rap in churches. I think 
I think, been, I think part of that bad rap is because we did not teach finance to our church members. We just told them, give, 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 and we didn't explain why you're giving. We didn't explain what what happens when you give, you know. Mm-hmm. We didn't educate. So you can't be mad at somebody who's getting told give and you don't give an explanation. True. And that's something that we took a look at because I have a history of that. It's like it was almost like it was beaten to you. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't like. Well, it's like when religion is beaten to you and not relationship. Correct. Very, very true. So they will teach you Bible, but don't teach you how to have a relationship with God. They don't teach you the practical they, aspects. They, they will not. Some, not like, all, some. All right, yes, yeah, some. Now, I wish I would have knew that when you tithe, he would rebuke the devourer, right, from taking money. So earlier I was saying you get paid and then the money just vanish away. You get distracted. You spend money on just other random stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's still devour because he came and took it when you could have did something way more positive with it. Because I think back now, it's like all the money I've wasted over these 20-something years worth of working, Mm -hmm. I could have had a wonderful business. Like, phenomenal. But once you now know and you've got the renewing of your mind, he will give you more. Correct. Than you had before. So that's the that's the blessing and the increase. More than you had before. Hey, man. How to work with it, sister. Work with it. Just work with it. No, but truthfully, it really is about not only increasing in your finance, but increasing in your spiritual growth, increasing in your relationships. Very true. And making those networking connections, because sometimes that tithe opened the door for something else. And you had no idea that it was from the Correct. finances. And that's how blessings work. You don't like, okay, God, um, I wasn't 100% on everything, but you somehow. You worked this one out. You you made ways at a no way. <laughs> Ain't that a trip, though? Like, yeah, yeah. You never saw it. Like, you couldn't even imagine it. And he just gave you something that was undreamed of. Unimaginable. Well, well, then I also go back to writing the vision and making it plain. So putting it before you, saying, okay, I don't have it right now, but this is what I want to do. So you're you're a brand new Christian. You're learning all of this stuff. I want to be able to tithe. Put it on a vision board. I can go with that. Say, this is what I'm going to be able to do. God will bless the faithfulness in that alone. Very true. I can get with that. I think being a new Christian, it may seem like overwhelming to tithe, but it's if you don't think about it too hard, it's quite easy. It's just 10 percent. <laughs> I like how you just it's just 10 percent. Well, it is 10 percent of a dollar is 10 cent. Mm-hmm. Like Nobody's going to trip about 10 cent. Not when you 12. No, no. But it's it's like almost having well, not that mentality, but having that. Eh, OK, I get it back. I'll re up. Right. No, re up. What, well, you, you we work. on the wire. We well, on the no, wire. I mean, I mean, we on the well, corner. Look, we re up. You, you work. We going to Virginia. You work. Taking a ride. You, you work. Every I'm just. Week. At, I'm just asking. You work every week. You get paid every two weeks. First and fifteen. However, you get your money. Legally. Legally. Okay, thank you. Money. I was like, please. Okay, that did disclaimer. Sound. That went down uh, to a dark tunnel. That was a rabbit hole. Circle, circle <laughs> gets the square over there. But but tithing is something awesome that everybody should embrace. There is a blessing in tithing. So if you're new, start just 10%. If you have been doing it a while, keep doing it. Like, keep being faithful to God. I mean, he'll reward you in that relationship alone. Okay. 
So my thoughts on tithing, anything you want to say in closing before? My thoughts on tithing, do what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Just do what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Treat it like the government. Take the money. Give it to God. Just like it's going to come back. And then also tithing is not just about money. It's tithing your time, your gifts, your talents to wherever you're at, where, where your local service, your volunteer time is money. It is. I agree. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Tabor underscore and underscore Bethel, www.taborandbethel.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. You guys be blessed. <laughs>